Companionship is what makes every journey enjoyable. Today, we continue our journey with Jesus. Join Scott Pauley as we make brief stops in the Gospel according to Mark. We trust you will enjoy the journey. Misunderstandings are unfortunate, but they're a part of living in sinful bodies in a sinful world. One of the real misfortunes is when we misunderstand God. Has that ever happened to you? You thought you understood what God was saying. You thought you understood what God was doing. But in fact, perhaps you missed the entire point. Well, it seems that happened a number of times to the original disciples. And I don't know about you, but that encourages me greatly. It means there's hope. And it means we're all still growing on this journey with Jesus. In Mark chapter 9, in verse number 1, the Bible says, And he said unto them, Verily I say unto you, that there be some of them that stand here, which shall not taste of death, till they have seen the kingdom of God come with power. Now, if you compare Scripture with Scripture, and you see this same thought in other gospel records, you'll discover that the disciples thought that that meant that there would be some of them, literally, alive at that moment, who would be living when Jesus Christ came the second time. Well, we've lived long enough to know that's not the case because all the original disciples died and went to be with the Lord through death and not through the rapture. So what could this mean? The Lord's just been teaching them about His second coming and so now He says, some of you are not going to taste of death. That sounds nice, doesn't it? But there was a fundamental misunderstanding. You see, they were looking something for something in the future. God was trying to do something in the present. Does that sound familiar to you? Is it possible you've been looking down the road for deliverance, down the road for victory, down the road for blessing, when in fact uh, that blessing and deliverance and victory may be right in front of you? In fact, what the Lord was actually alluding to was not merely an event. It was an encounter with Himself. You see, the very next verse says, And after six days Jesus taketh with him Peter and James and John, and leadeth them up into a high mountain apart by themselves. And he was transfigured before them. And his raiment became shining, exceeding white as snow, so as no fuller on earth can white them. And there appeared unto them Elias with Moses, and they were talking with Jesus. And Peter answered and said to Jesus, Master, it is good for us to be here. And let us make three tabernacles, one for thee, and one for Moses, and one for Elias. For he wist not what to say, for they were sore afraid. And there was a cloud that overshadowed them, and a voice came out of the cloud, saying, This is my beloved Son, hear him. And suddenly, when they had looked round about, they saw no man any more, save Jesus only, with themselves. You see, what the Lord Jesus was actually referring to when he said that some of you, before you even die, are going to see the kingdom of God come with power. Before you even leave this world, you're going to get a glimpse of the glory of God. He was referring to what was about to happen six days later on what is now famously known as the Mount of Transfiguration. Now granted, you and I have not had a Mount of Transfiguration experience, and yet I believe the Lord's way is that He often wants to bring us closer to Himself not just so He can be transfigured before us and we can know Him in a greater way, but so we could be transformed. 
You see, when you get in the presence of God, my friend, you are really the one that's changed. He's always the same. When you get a glimpse of God, you cannot be the same person. The Bible says in the New Testament, uh, through the writings of the Apostle Paul, that we are changed into His image from glory to glory. I tell you, when Peter, James, and John came off that mountain, they weren't the same men. They were different men because they had got a glimpse of the glory of God in that place. Now, notice that there are three disciples that are taken up on that mountain, Peter, James, and John. You, know, you remember, there were 12 disciples, but only three are here considered inner circle disciples. And I want to pause and ask you, where are you in that list of the followers of the Lord Jesus? Are you on the fringe somewhere? Or are you one of those that has so pursued the Lord and whose heart is so knit with Christ that the Lord Jesus would count you to be one of His inner circle disciples? Oh, may God help every last one of us, including me, to become more intimate in our fellowship and our walk with the Lord Jesus. But there's a little secret to what Christ is doing in the lives of these followers. It's repeated throughout the story. Let me repeat it to you if I may. In verse number 2, the Bible says, that He leadeth them up into a high mountain apart, here's the phrase, by themselves. He was trying to get them by themselves. When you come to the end of the story, the same thing is repeated. The Bible says they saw no man anymore save Jesus only with themselves. Now what's this all about? Many years ago, someone taught me that when God is getting ready to use someone, when the Lord's getting someone ready for something special, they always have to go through what this person called a separating experience. Well, what does that mean? A separate from the world, separate from others? Actually, that's really not the point. The point is the separating experience is to bring us to God alone. The Lord removes the props. He gets everybody else off the scene so that we are left alone with God. You remember in the Old Testament that Jacob was left alone that's where the angel wrestled with him till the break of day. Now, the Lord often sent his men into solitary places to prepare them. He sends Mo Moses to the backside of the desert of Midian. Uh, he sends Abraham out in the wilderness. Uh, his own son, the Lord Jesus Christ, goes into the temptation in the wilderness for 40 days. Uh, Paul is sent into the desert of Arabia. What's going on? He's getting us alone with him. In the words of Scripture, apart by ourselves. You see, that's what the Lord was doing in the lives of the disciples. And could I suggest that perhaps the Lord is doing that in your life today? Recently, a man who was going through a real difficulty in life uh, wanted to talk to me privately about the struggle he was in. And after he had finished telling me all about the people involved and all the emotion that was in him and all the circumstances, I said to this man, is it possible that actually what's going on with you is not emotional and not relational, it's spiritual? Is it possible... The Lord is actually trying to bring you closer to Himself by removing every other thing so it's just you and the Lord Jesus Christ. You see, Peter had this misunderstanding on the mountain. He thought it was about Moses and Elijah. May I say to you, it's never about Moses and Elijah. They're secondary. They're supporting characters. It's about Jesus. That's why the voice from heaven said, This is my beloved Son. Hear Him. May I suggest to you today that you remove all of the secondary causes in your life, all the people, even good people, that you may respect and look up to and realize it's really about you and the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, they got a glimpse of Moses and Elijah and they were so in awe of these great men of the Old Testament. But my friend, great men 
are not the same as God. What we need is God Himself. I love this cloud that overshadowed them and the voice speaking from heaven. The same thing happened, you remember, at Jesus' baptism. The cloud came and the voice from heaven, This is my beloved Son in whom I'm well pleased. Well, now the same thing. This is my beloved Son. Hear Him. Let's get everybody else out of the, out of the way for a moment and get a clear glimpse of Jesus. It's not only not only about others, it's not about your experience. This was a high holy moment on the Mount of Transfiguration, one they would talk about the rest of their life, but it wasn't about that. It's not about your emotion. Emotions come and go. They ebb and flow. They, they subside. But Jesus never changes. And my friend, when you come down off the mountain, Jesus is going to be the same in the valley as He was on the mountain. Get your eyes on Jesus. Don't misunderstand or mistake what God is doing in your circumstances right now. He's trying to separate you to Himself, to bring you off so you're alone, just you and God. Because in the end, that's the only thing that matters. Jesus only. Thank you for traveling with us through God's Word. We would love to hear from you and share additional resources for enjoying the journey. Visit us online at scottpauley.org. May God bless you as you walk with Christ today.